Life Audio. Are you concerned your child's current education won't give them the skills necessary to succeed in any area of life? Consider homeschooling with Classical Conversations. By applying the classical Christian model of education, the Classical Conversations curriculum encourages students to learn how to learn and how to think for themselves so they can adapt to every challenge life throws at them. Join the over 50,000 families in 50 countries who have chosen to educate their children with Classical Conversations by visiting classicalconversations.com forward slash compared. Hey, friend, Heather Creekmore here. I'm glad you're listening to the Compared to Who show today. Today, we are replaying one of my seven minutes of scripture episodes that a lot of you found really helpful and really compelling. We're looking at Romans 9, and Romans is a tough, tough book to tackle, but I think today will encourage you. Hey, just a reminder, grab Compared to Who and Burden of Better, both books on Kindle for less than four bucks. That is the cheapest they will ever be, ever, I promise you. So go grab those this month. I think it runs out the end of the month, but uh, maybe sooner. So grab your copies on Kindle. You can get the Kindle app on any phone um, and grab those today and start reading. And I think you'll be encouraged by what you read. Well, let's get right to today's show. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. We are in Romans chapter 9 and the first part of chapter 9 is the Apostle Paul expressing sorrow and grief really that the nation of Israel, the Jewish people are missing the truth of the Messiah. And so he he expresses in all sorts of ways that he wishes that they would not reject Jesus as the Messiah, but that they would see it. But then the book takes a different kind of turn, and that's really where I want to focus today. And let's look at this passage right here. So we'll start in Romans 9 and verse 10 and understand again that Paul is talking about Israel and God's history with Israel and God's covenantal relationship with Israel. And here, here's where it goes in verse 10. I'm reading from the ESV. And not only so, but also when Rebecca had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had done nothing, either good or bad, in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls she was told the older will serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. And Paul says, what shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? 
By no means, for he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose, I've raised you up that I might show my power in you and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills and he hardens whomever he wills. You will say to me then, why does he still find fault for who can resist his will? But who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to its molder, why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? What if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory. Even us whom he has called not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles. Friends, this is a super hard passage of scripture, but what I want you to see today is what Paul is trying to say about God's sovereignty right? That, you know, he talks about how God hardened the heart of Pharaoh in the Old Testament when Moses was trying to set the Israelite nation free, right? Moses was trying to lead them out of slavery and God hardened Pharaoh's heart. I don't know if you've ever thought about that before, but that's always been a hard part of scripture for me. It's like, why didn't God just soften Pharaoh's heart so they could leave? But Paul explains that God hardened Pharaoh's heart so that his power and glory could be demonstrated, right? And so you're probably thinking, okay, well, how does this apply to me? Well, then we get to the part of the passage where it talks about the potter and the clay. Does not the potter have power over the clay? Does not the potter have the power to make from the same lump one vessel for honor and another for dishonor? Oh, friends, as we think about the way our bodies were created, oh, this is a tough thing to wrestle, right? I know, honestly, I felt a little angry with God for most of my life that he didn't make my vessel for modeling, (laughs) okay? Like, God, I know you're the potter, but why didn't you mold this lump of clay into a supermodel lump of clay, right? Ah, but this passage, although this is, this is a, this is not, Paul's not trying to talk about our body image here, but he's making a broader statement about God's sovereignty that absolutely applies to our body image. The verse that says, you will say to me then, why does he still find fault for who has resisted his will? But indeed, oh man, who are you to reply against God? Who am I to say, God, you didn't make my body right? Who am I to say, God, like you should have made me taller or shorter or thinner with leaner legs. You should have made me smarter or you should have, I should have been born in this place and this time, right? And what Paul's preaching to us here is that 
God is sovereign and we have a choice to make in being people of mercy who receive his sovereignty and decide to follow him anyway, decide to serve him, decide that he is bigger than I am and knows more than I do. And he is worthy of all glory. Uh, how does this sit with you today, my friend? Is this, is this kind of hard to swallow that God chose? God chose what you look like, where you were born, who you were born to, what culture you were born into, what era you were born in. These are all hard things to swallow for some of us, especially if life has been difficult. But then there's another side to this. I would be remiss if I didn't mention some of us have had it really good. But instead of acknowledging God's role in the place we were born, the parents we were born to, the gifts and talents we've been given, the body we've been given, instead of acknowledging that is all part of God's sovereignty, we tend to believe that we've earned it ourselves that we somehow molded our own lump of clay and made every path straight for us. And I think what Paul would say here is, no, 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 it's still God's sovereignty, right? Who are we to say to God that he doesn't know what he's doing? So friends, as we kind of wrap up this seven-ish minutes of scripture today, I want you to go read Romans 9. Maybe check out a commentary on Romans 9. It's hard. This is big stuff. I mean, it's really irresponsible of me to try to tackle all of Romans 9 in just seven minutes. But this potter and clay question is one that absolutely applies to our physical bodies. And it brings us to the point where we have to ask ourselves, do I believe God knew what he was doing when he gave me this body? Do I believe God cheated me? Do I believe God did it wrong? Do I believe that God wasn't sovereign when he decided that this would be the body I would spend my time on planet Earth in? And if that's where you're at today, my friends, I hope you'll read this passage again, (laughs) right? He is sovereign, but he's also good. And I'm going to tell you more about that right after this quick break. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. But he's also good. And he didn't give you that body to punish you. He gave you that body for his purpose so that his glory could be revealed. 
think so often when we get caught up in body image issues, we're caught up looking for our own glory. God, why didn't you make me hotter so I could get more glory? I mean, none of us would actually say that out loud, but that's kind of the whisper of our heart. If I looked better, more people would notice. If I looked better, maybe I'd have more friends or a boyfriend or a husband or less struggles in life, right? But (laughs) he is made strong when? when we are weak, right? And if he didn't give you the kind of body that you wanted or thought you deserved or wish you had, there is purpose there. And I would encourage you to seek him. Seek him, God, what do you want to do with this body? What do you want to do with this vessel? What do you want to do with this lump of clay? God, how have you made me? What am I gifted for? If you made this body on purpose for a purpose, show me why? I think of Nick Vojevic. He is the man that was born without any arms or legs. I, I reference him often because he amazes me. Okay. I think about how often I've complained about my legs. This man was not born with any legs. And yet he has a global ministry where he talks to millions of people. Like they literally help him up onto a table when he speaks so he can be tall enough so everyone in the audience can see him, right? there, From a physical standpoint, this man has no advantages that would have led him to a multinational, multi-million person ministry, But yet he was willing to take his body in the form that it's in and say to God, what do you want to do with this vessel? What do you want to do with this lump of clay? And God answered and has used him. Now, I'm not saying you've got to have a multinational, multi-million person ministry, but I am saying that God has a purpose for you. You are not an accident. You are not a mistake. It's not like, uh, I've not done a lot of pottery, but it's not like your clay pot like slipped off the wheel and accidentally got deformed. No, no, there weren't any accidents involved. So I want to encourage you today, seek him if this is an area you're struggling. Pray, surrender whatever it is he's given you for his use and watch his glory displayed through whatever body he gave you. And my friend, that that is when you'll find freedom. When you can just take your hands off the wheel, so to speak, when you can loosen your grip and say, okay, God, I am accepting this truth from Romans 9 that you're the potter, I'm the clay, and I'm not going to say, why'd you make me this way? I'm just going to say, what did you make me for? What is this vessel to be used for? And that, my friend, is a freeing position to be in. Well, I hope you enjoyed the seven-ish minutes of scripture on Romans 9. Thanks for listening to the show. And I also hope something today helps you stop comparing and start living. I hope to catch you again in the next episode. Thanks for listening and leave a review if the show has changed. Bye-bye. Before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor? Leave a review on your favorite platform. 
Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to comparetohu.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at comparetohu.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages, and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.